Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Would you be the jerk for refusing in class to be paired up with someone who has Down syndrome? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for outshining my sister-in-law's wedding by throwing an extravagant birthday party for my five-year daughter a day after? Sister-in-law and most of her family is upset with me because of a recent situation. My brother got married with sister-in-law at a small church by our house. My daughter's birthday was the day right after, and it was perfect because all the family was in town anyways for the wedding. My husband is a surgeon and he loves to spoil our daughters, and I love planning parties, so I booked a really nice garden venue and made it a princess carnival theme for all the kids and adults to enjoy together. It was a beautiful event, but towards the end of it, I got pulled into the bathroom, where sister-in-law was upset and crying, saying a five-year-old outshone her wedding. Then she got mad at me, saying it was disrespectful to schedule the birthday party near her wedding time and not talk to her about it. However, it's not like I can change the day my daughter's birthday falls on, and sister-in-law was invited to my daughter's birthday weeks in advance, so it's not like I dropped it on her last minute. I think it's pretty crazy she's getting jealous over a little girl, but quite a few family members are on her side, saying I'm in the wrong. Am I the jerk? Personally, I don't think OP's the jerk. I understand wanting to do something nice for your kid if you can. I understand wanting to have a fun, thoughtful party. If you can afford it, having a nice venue, that's cool. And I assume this is done and planned, fully expecting that some people may choose the wedding over going to this birthday, simply because they probably can't afford to go to both or it might be out of their way. I mean, their insecurity about whether or not their party is the biggest and best that happens in a month's time frame has really no bearing on this, and I don't think OP's the jerk. I mean, it says a lot when they feel threatened by a five-year-old's birthday party. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk because I won't buy food for my ex and our kids? My ex and I divorced when our kids were young. The kids are 12 and 15 now. We've been divorced for 7 years now. We have 50-50 custody, and she remarried so spousal support is done. Her new husband recently left her. I don't know, and I'm not interested in the particulars. In my opinion, he didn't seem like a terrible guy, and he left her their house. Once again, I have no idea of debt load or anything like that. She called me last week to see if I could please help her out with some food. She said that she'd run through her budget for food for her and the kids, and basically begged me to help her out. I asked her to give me a few minutes, and I would call her back. I talked to my girlfriend, who lives with me, and we agreed that we could spare some food. We have a freezer full of elk, venison, and wild hog, as well as a well-stocked pantry. We also have beef, pork, and chicken. I called my ex back and told her to come by and pick up a big load of groceries. This is where it got weird. She said she didn't want groceries. She wanted me to give her money for Uber Eats or something. I said no. I have two weeks worth of food that you can have, but I'm not giving you money for takeout. She called me a jerk for expecting her to be grateful for my scraps. 
that I was expecting her to be all domestic. Everything I was going to give her was either frozen meat, canned veggies, fresh vegetables from the garden, and pasta slash rice in unopened bags. I want my kids to eat well. Both of my kids hunt, and my son, the older one, is a pretty good cook. He regularly makes meals for all of us at my house. Both kids eat game meat as well as store-bought. I honestly thought I was doing what she asked. I told my girlfriend not to bother packing anything up. I texted both kids and told them to let me know if they were actually going hungry, and I would take care of everything. Both kids texted back and said there was food in the house, it just needed to be prepared. Both of them also said that if I was willing to spare some of the elk and hog roasts, they would take them. I laughed and said I would take them over later. My ex, however, is telling everyone that I'm trying to manipulate her into behaving like a housewife and refusing to buy food for my kids. Some people are taking her side and saying that I'm a jerk for not helping her out. 100% balls out honesty. I don't think I'm in the wrong, but maybe I'm missing something. 100% OP's not the jerk here in my eyes. They're looking out for their only responsibility in this situation, which is their kids. If they don't have any, like, court-ordered spousal or child support, then just making sure that your kids are taken care of, I think that's all OP's accountable for, and from what OP's described, they're doing just that. If they were legitimately going hungry at all in any kind of food crisis situation, they would not be complaining about having to cook anything. They would be over yesterday to grab it and be thankful that they're willing to give roasts away for free. This next story is, am I the jerk for showing my mom the letter my sister wrote to me before she died? I, 16-year-old male, lost my sister Birdie last year. Birdie was 20 when she died. She had been diagnosed with cancer a year before her death. She knew she was dying, so she made a will for the very few things she had. It was mostly sentimental childhood stuff she had, old stuffies, and she had a necklace that our dad bought her, stuff like that. It wasn't a lot, but she left it all to me. She also wrote a letter to me before she died. But anyway, I was the only person who got anything from Birdie. She left our grandparents, paternal, in charge of everything until I'm 18 or until I'm out of mom's house. The problem with this is mom has other kids. Birdie and I lost our dad when we were both kids. Mom remarried. Neither of us really cared much for mom's husband. And when mom had more kids, we didn't feel the same about them as we did each other. Birdie was more vocal while I didn't say anything. Mostly, I didn't want to fight with mom over it, and I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But Birdie and mom never really got along, and it was only worse after dad died, and then mom remarried. The fact Birdie left nothing for our half-siblings, and never even wrote them a goodbye letter, bothers mom. And it really upsets them, because they wanted to know why she wrote to me and left me her stuff, but not them. They wanted to read my letter, but I said no. It became a fight with mom then and she wanted to know why Birdie left the rest of the family nothing and why even when she knew she was dying, she couldn't find a way to embrace the other kids enough to give them something, a small goodbye. I showed mom the letter because Birdie wrote a lot about her feelings and mentioned things she and I talked about when mom wasn't around. I knew the letter would be a lot. Birdie said clearly she never loved or cared about the other kids at all and wanted me to know that she didn't want them to have anything. But. If I felt differently, if I ended up loving them one day and wanted to give them something of hers, that she wouldn't be mad. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. 
I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom read the whole thing twice, if not three times, and then she asked me why I'd shown her the letter and what did I want to do with her. She was so mad, she was shaking, and she told me I was never to show my half-siblings, and I pointed out I had said no to them reading it already. Nothing else was said that day, but then Mom told me I was cruel for rubbing my sister's words in her face, and she wanted me to know she might never be able to forgive me for it. She told me forgiveness would be off the table if I ever breathed a word of it to her other kids. Am I the jerk? As long as Birdie specifically didn't put any language in there about never showing the letter or the words to their mom, I don't think OP's the jerk here. I don't think they did anything necessarily out of line. I think OP only did it just to try to get the truth across and maybe kind of bring a resolution to why things are the way they are. I don't think anything OP did or shared in that moment has really influenced their reaction. To me, it seems consistent with the way she believes and feels and what's been going on regardless. Our next story is, am I the jerk for putting pressure on my sister after she found out her husband got another woman pregnant? My sister has been married for 10 years and she has three children with her husband. She found out two weeks ago that her husband cheated on her at least a dozen times and got the other woman pregnant. This, of course, has been the most awful thing for my sister and I have been supporting and comforting her ever since she learned what happened. My sister has spoken like she's heavily leaning towards staying with her husband so their kids' lives don't get turned upside down. She said she could not be around the child though and would never accept them. I understand her feelings are all over the place and that she's still raw with all of this, but when she talked about staying and mentioned her feelings for the child, I felt like I needed to step in, and this is where I might be the jerk. So there is some background as to why I feel so strongly. Our dad was the result of an affair. He was not American and his country of birth did not give divorce as an option, so his father's wife stayed and he ended up with custody of dad. Dad was made to suffer for his birth and it was something that really weighed on dad for the rest of his life. He said he was born hated, and he knew he would die hated if his half-siblings were still alive in his country of birth. His childhood was miserable, and there were times he wondered how he survived his childhood. It was rough, and he moved to America young to start anew and have a better life. We were told about this a few times, and I always think of dad and the pain he carried because of his childhood, so I truly feel divorce is better and especially when it's so easily available here versus what dad went through and what his father's wife went through with no options to leave. This is why I told my sister she shouldn't stay just to keep her kids' lives from turning upside down. I pointed out that it was not healthy for anyone. I told her to think of dad. She told me I shouldn't be putting pressure on her right now, that she knows what dad went through but this is her kids' lives. It's her life. She told me I wasn't helping anymore and that's what she needed help via me listening to her and shutting up about leaving. 
Then she told me I freaking sucked right now and I should be more worried about her than anyone. Am I the jerk? I understand what OP's going through, but this whole situation in general is so fresh and also kind of complicated to the point where OP trying to guide them in any one direction might be just the wrong thing right now. If anything, I think having some counseling for her would probably be the best thing. You know, something that just allows her to really think through this and think about the kids, the family. What would make the kids happiest in the long run is really staying with this guy and trying to put up with it and being miserable through that for the best? Would not leaving and finding somebody that does make her happy and doesn't cheat on them at least half of the time provide a more stable home than they would be experiencing 100% of the time with the alternative? Our next story is, am I the jerk for being resentful of my husband's reflexive anger during newborn nighttime pumping and feeds? My 32-year-old female, husband 35-year-old male, and I have a 3-week-old newborn. My milk supply has been low, so I've been pumping every 2-3 to hours. The arrangement my husband and I agreed to was that he and I would both wake up for the first feeding and pump session, where he would go feed the baby a bottle, and I would focus on pumping. The issue is that my husband has insomnia and can't fall asleep easily. To mitigate this, I'll wear sleep headphones and will listen for the baby's cries when he's hungry. My husband's ask is for me to wake him up when this occurs, so he can help and I can focus on pumping. However, when I do gently wake up my husband at the time he asks me to, it's like a knee-jerk reaction for him to be angry. He'll jerk, complain loudly that he just fell asleep minutes ago, slap the bed with his fist or open hand in anger, then stomp off to tend to the baby. After which he'll cool off, start singing and put on his cute voice with the baby, and otherwise be okay. Meanwhile, I'm left feeling horrible, feeling guilty for waking him up, to the point where I don't want to wake him up because I'd rather just take care of everything myself than deal with him being upset. Last night I told him how these outbursts make me feel, that I'm afraid to wake him up because of them. His response was that this reaction is a reflex, no different to how a knee pops up when struck with a hammer, and that I need to just accept that this response is an inevitability. Well, it's 2am now, I wake him up, he does his same angry song and dance, and I go to pump. After he gets over his burst, He comes out being positive and happy, trying to lightly joke about how this really ticked me off and that I really couldn't get over it. Admittedly, I tell him passive-aggressively that I'm over it, but maintain a shortness with him. He gets angry again, stating that of course, between the two of us, he's the one who can't sleep. But I'm the one who's entitled to wear the angry bench face. He takes the baby to the bedroom and slams the door. After he's done feeding the baby, I tell him that I'm going to sleep outside for the night, and he asks me again to wake him up when the baby wakes up. He adds verbatim, Can you just ignore my being mad for the first 15 seconds after you wake me up? I've done a good job here, and I feel like I'm owed that. I need you to be a big girl. I feel resentful of the fact that the burden is on me to get over his outbursts. However, I also recognize that his bursts are short-lived and that he is waking up to help me during an otherwise difficult time where both of us aren't getting sleep. He does do a great job of supporting us and my emotional well-being during the rest of the day, so I may be the jerk for harboring this resentment. I need some outside perspective on whether he has a point and if I should extend him owed grace for this issue. So, I understand him, at his core, being upset when having this sleep interrupted. 
I mean, I am definitely high up on the list of people who hate having their sleep interrupted. If you wake me up and I feel for whatever reason it is not a good reason, I will most certainly be cranky. But I think the real issue here is he shows no remorse over what he's doing. This is an agreed situation. This is something you guys negotiated and agreed upon and him waking up every single time, flipping out, stressing you out, and when you say it doesn't make you feel good at all, his reaction is, oh, just put up with it. Oh, you owe me at least a 15 second outburst every time I wake up. I think the second you concede to allowing him to have those 15 second outbursts, combined with the way he disregards how it makes you feel, is the moment you kind of hand them a key to having a more freer past to go even beyond that and continue applying the same pressure of, oh, just ignore it. Even if he is genuinely grumpy, you know, you wake up maybe a little discombobulated, he can't say sorry, he can't show any remorse for it. The fact that he says, I need you to be a big girl, when he's the one every single time having an outburst, is straight up hilarious, is it not, when you take a step back and look at it? This next story is, am I the jerk for requesting to remove an unhoused person from my son's daycare parking lot? This morning, as I was dropping my son off at daycare, I noticed a tent in the church parking lot. Normally, I try to ignore those, as they've become increasingly common in Denver, as housing prices skyrocket. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. But this is my son's daycare, and I cannot ignore a potential threat to his safety. I ended up speaking to the management, and they elected to have a police officer come escort them off the property. I feel bad because I know that there's ongoing efforts for addiction support at the church that perhaps he was seeking to take advantage of, or not, but I just can't risk an episode or needles where my son plays and I felt I needed to do something. So am I the jerk? At the end of the day, if you brought your kid to daycare and you saw that there was someone homeless camping out in the parking lot, there's probably some discomfort nagging in the back of your mind, admittedly, right? At the same time, you could argue that a church parking lot is not the proper place for somebody to camp out in a tent. Really, I guess the biggest issue here is, were they really a perceived threat? Were they kind of watching people going in, or was there a place where they could watch the kids, or was there a sign of substance use, or needles, or somebody half-clothed just laying around? Or did it all just stem from the place of OP's general discomfort and what this person might be? Is that enough and justifiable to get this homeless person in trouble? Our next story is, am I the jerk for paying for my buddy on everything we do together over my fiance's objections? My buddy Jack was married and had a kid during that marriage. As the kid grew older, things got increasingly weird because the kid started looking less and less like him. One day, someone made one too many jokes about the kid being adopted and Jack snapped. He ordered one of those mail-in DNA test kits, and it turned out Jack is not the father. He went to his doctor and got the same result. They divorced, and he was stuck with child support and alimony because the kid was born in a marriage and was almost 10. He's refused to see either of them since. Jack had a successful business, but when COVID hit, it suffered over a 90% drop in revenue. We live in a state that had one of the first lockdowns and one of the last to lift it. Jack closed his business and had to sell everything, including his house, to pay off his debt 
and keep up with his child support and alimony until he eventually got the court to lower them. He talked me into buying and reopening his business when things got better. Jack helped me out of friendship and refused any payment. When we're almost back to pre-COVID revenue, he finally accepted an assistant manager position and we're rocking. I'm grateful to him for my success, so I cover him whenever we go out. As a result, he gets to go to places and do things beyond what his salary would allow him to do. The problem is, my fiancé has increasingly gotten mad over our situation. She accuses him of ducking his legal obligations and me of supporting him to do so. Things blew up recently when our friend group were planning for our Christmas vacation. Of course, I'm paying for Jack and we got into a big argument. She wants me to stop, but I don't want to since even after covering him, my income is still several times what it was before he talked me into buying his business. She's threatened not to go and got several people on her side, so now I don't know what to do. So let me get this straight, are they upset because Jack is not paying their alimony and child support anymore? Or what is it? Because if OP's just feeling loyal to this guy, because they did everything they could to help save OP's business and keep them afloat and got them where they are now, I understand why OP does what they do. I don't understand OP's fiancé's rejections. She accuses him of ducking his legal obligations. I don't know if OP clarified enough on what those accusations are because just a few sentences earlier they said they sold off their house to pay off their debt and keep up with the child support and alimony. They're upset because OP's paying for their vacations and allowing them to live life better than what their reported means are? I don't think OP's the jerk for allowing this guy to tag along who did so much to help OP out. Maybe it would be an issue if OP's actually funding their life, like paying for their apartment, paying for their stuff. If that was happening, then yeah, maybe there's an argument to be had. Our next story is, am I the jerk for calling my mom out in front of my daughter and the whole house? My 45-year-old female, mother, 71, lives with me and my family, but we have a very strained relationship. I try to be as respectful as possible to her, but I do not tolerate any of her BS. For context, when resolving conflicts in my home, we talk it out with the members of the conflict only. For example, if my oldest gets into trouble for something, either her father or myself will deal with it privately and not involve other members of the household. This is the situation. My oldest daughter, 19, has experienced some significant weight loss for reasons unknown. We are currently working with doctors for this issue, and she's become a little self-conscious about it. I overheard my mother make a comment to her about how thin she was. I walked into the room and asked my daughter to please go to her room, and she did. I then politely told my mother to keep her comments to herself, as it's uncomfortable for my daughter. She acted offended, but agreed to not say anything. A couple of weeks later... I heard her say something again to my daughter and I again told her not to do that after my daughter left the room. She told me she was just concerned and I said that was fine, but if she wants to voice her opinion, she can talk to me, but stop making comments to my daughter. Once again, she agreed and I left it alone. Then today I heard her again and I just lost my crap on her in front of my daughter and basically the whole house. I yelled at her to stop freaking making comments about my daughter's body. I asked you politely and privately twice now and obviously you don't listen. This is beyond concerning and at this point you're body shaming her and I will not tolerate it. If you cannot control your mouth then you need to leave my home. She left the room with her crocodile tears and went to her room. She later came to me and said I humiliated her when she was just concerned and the way I treat her is why my kids don't respect her. 
I told her no, my kids don't respect her because of all the horrible things she's done to me, and she tried to protest, but I just walked away. I do feel a little bad for yelling at her in front of everybody, but dang, I feel like she forced my hand. I do not regret what I did, and I don't think I was the jerk, but I'm biased. So Reddit, was I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk here. I think it's pretty justifiable what they did. Maybe they would be the jerks if their kids were literally upset because they went against their household rules by making it a whole household argument type thing. But on the surface level, OP was just looking out for their kid from a person who cannot shut up and stop being rude. They're just being a good parent and trying to look out for their kid. Our next story is, am I the jerk for saying, I didn't know you were the father of your wife's kid, to my brother's friend? This may be more of a, are we jerks? Because it was my brother and me, not just me. So I, 32-year-old female, went to pick up my brother, 29-year-old male, and his buddies, 26-year-old male E and 31-year-old male J, from their game night. Something I regularly do since my brother often volunteers to be my designated driver if I go out to bars. But as they're getting in the car, his one buddy J starts talking about how he can't go to the Friday game because he has to babysit so his wife can go to a movie or something, really sarcastically. Well, I look over at brother, who is shotgun, who has an eye twitch going on, so I know he's probably been benching about this most of the night, but I let it go, figuring he's venting and maybe being a jerk, but whatever. He's got a five-month-old at home, and I know it can be frustrating, and sometimes you need to talk it out with your buddies. Well, it keeps up. I swear it was just non-stop him talking. 10 minutes into this drive, he's mentioned babysitting probably 15 to 20 times. So as we pull up to a red light, I calmly look back at him and go, I didn't know that you weren't the father of C's, his wife's baby. He starts freaking out asking, what the freak do I mean? How could I freaking say that? And well, I guess I was a spark in a keg because my brother snaps. Well, a freaking father doesn't babysit their freaking kid. You're their parent, so you freaking parent them, you freaking idiot. And your wife is allowed a night out if you're spending four hours out with us playing freaking 40k, you worthless jerk. Now, my brother is a big guy, but a gentle giant. So I don't think J or E was expecting that. Well, the whole car was silent. Them out of shock. My brother fuming. But I was silently laughing since he said exactly what I meant. And I'm used to my brother's more wild temper having lived with him. But we dropped Jay off first and he looked like a scared dog with a tail tucked between his legs and E was like, that wasn't cool but I couldn't figure out if he was talking about what I said or if it was my brother's blow up. Well apparently C called E earlier this morning because Jay was sulking around the apartment all night after getting home and is currently being pouty as heck. And we keep commenting about how he's a good father and partner. So E called me to say we were way too hard on him and how it's stressful being a new dad. I don't really think we're jerks because he was sounding like a jerk, but maybe I'm just biased because hearing men say they're babysitting their own kids is a huge pet peeve both my brother and I learned from our dad. But maybe I'm wrong and we should apologize. I mean, I get it if he's going on and on and saying, oh, I've got to babysit the kid. I could definitely understand why it would build up and be annoying after a while but I do feel like the reaction still was kind of extreme. I feel like if you genuinely had an issue with it, you should be a little bit more of an adult when dealing with it. Instead of having this blow up where you're going, you freaking freaking this freaking 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 jerk, probably could have been much more cooler about it and just kind of brought up the point of how if you're the parent, 
It shouldn't be babysitting, and you were here playing 40k with us all night, so why is it such a big deal? This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my sister to stop saying I have pretty privilege, and it's her fault she looks ugly? I have a sister who's 25, I'll call her Tessa. I'm just going to be blunt and say I look better than her. It's due to her not taking care of herself at all. When I was staying active, she was not. I spend my money to get skincare and keeping my hair nice. She doesn't. She doesn't dress nicely either. She is always in sweats, even going somewhere nice. Overall, I just look better than her. She has the money to do these things, she just doesn't. Now every time I see her, she will comment something about the way I look. If I tell a story that turns out good for me, she'll tell me it's because I'm pretty and so on. I assume she's jealous and I've talked to her about it. Now, I just passed my test to get my license for my job. I was telling the story at dinner and she told me I passed since I was pretty. Makes no sense. I had enough and told her to stop saying I have pretty privilege and that it's her fault that she looks ugly, not mine. She left the table after calling me an expletive and my family is split. I think OP is not the jerk here. If I were an OP situation, just the first time of her saying this alone would be enough for me to be completely upset with them. Them going on and on about it and saying your existence and your successes are all a result of how you look? I'd probably have been more rude and over the top than OP was. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to be paired up with a Down Syndrome kid? I'm 16 year old female and I'm in a special class in my high school for special needs students. It's not purely for disabled kids, but mostly for people 16 to 20 who had drug or mental health problems that led to them dropping out of school. There's one kid in the class, Daniel, 17 year old male, and he has Down syndrome. I have an autoimmune condition that makes me miss a lot of school because I'm in hospital and I use a cane or a walker. Our class coordinator, Brenda, likes to get us to do different activities during the day because our classes are structured differently from the rest of the school, mostly trying to get us to socialize by doing activities like board games or helping out in the school canteen. Daniel and I are the only two physically disabled students in the class, and because of this, we keep getting paired up. I hate it. He's really rude to me and will do stuff like take my cane and give it to his other friends because he thinks it's funny. I've told Brenda that he won't quit harassing me and I don't want to be left alone with him. But she just tells me I'm being prejudiced against his condition and lying about it because he has downs and not a mean bone in his body. I'm now refusing to do anything with him and walked out of the kitchen when we were both rostered. Am I the jerk for this? Everyone keeps saying that people with downs don't know how to be mean. So, I don't know if this is actually discriminatory. Yeah, I don't think OP's the jerk here, especially considering the fact that they're not even listening to what OP's saying. They are straight up disregarding them, and if they were paying any amount of attention, they should be able to see what OP's experiencing, right? I mean, how well in all actuality can they hide the fact that they're taking OP's cane away from them and passing it around as some bullying form of having fun? I think what alarms me the most is this is literally a class for special needs students. Somebody is coming forth and saying to the teacher that they are having bullying issues and legitimate problems and they're just being gaslighted and disregarded. I mean, what a complete failure of the system that class is supposed to be able to provide to those kids, right? I just think, obviously, OP's not the jerk. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. 
Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.